You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Christopher. Uh, and for the record, Kayla's <laughs> much younger than us. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there at the start of this episode, and then we can only just 30 of seconds way, of, uh, as Not always, and Kayla's in. younger. Okay, perfect. Yeah. See? You know, you know what I do, I do love, though, Chris, is, um, is since we're all um, you know, recording this using, using a, a video uh, feed so we can see each other, and so you're at your house, I'm in our dining room, um, and Kayla is... Um, is upstairs in our bedroom and so we do make these available uh, the videos to our patrons so they can watch it instead of just listening <laughs> to us but i do love as see our pretty account, faces where once we get the countdown clock it's like five four three two one and then you're like do you like three two one and then like swing your arm in like you're like the director counting in the news anchorman <laughs> and then you speak first it always it cracks me up every single time that you're doing the and go oh wait i gotta That's go that's my homage to Wayne's World. Party time. Because the, uh, excellent, the, um, in the movie version of it, where we got to kind of meet the behind the scenes crew, that's what one of them does, especially after they get oh. to the, the big, um, the big studio when they go all corporate and stuff. And he, he's taught that what, what he's doing wasn't the correct way, that you're supposed to count down five four and then when you get to three you just mouth it yep and then you do the the big the little finger know, swing point. in the arm and uh, and point to them to let them know hey it's time to, to go so that's just like i always it's that was, lovely that's one of those underrated scenes that makes me chuckle and so <laughs> it's always stuck with me okay oh, that's funny i don't think so I've seen I, that. I remember i remember that scene i remember that movie but mm. all i'm but all I want to say is it just cracks me up. Because yeah. <laughs> you're basically the on-air personality and the behind-the-camera the person. Telling the on-air personality. It's telling yourself to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's all right. funny. We all have to find our amusement where we can, correct? Oh, can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, this episode, we are continuing a prior one, which was not such a happy topic. After all, uh, <laughs> rupturing and repairing the relationships that we have with our children. Not that we all plot to rupture our relationships with our children. I hope none uh, of us are plotting I mean, I, to I, rupture. I don't, I don't want to speak for everyone here. Perhaps you do from time to time. No, but, I mean, no, I think it's no valid. No plotting I think, to I think, rupture. I think it's valid. I think it is bold to assume that not everybody's plotting. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, uh, I hope none of our listeners are plotting, and if you are, maybe you're a brand new listener and you'll change your <laughs> mind about the plotting. <laughs> and maybe you'll okay, yeah, um, yep, I'm good. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> no, hey, um, but but 
you know, remember, yes, because the previous episode, um, many breakthroughs were declared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I have actual audio and video footage of my wife saying nice things about me. Not that my wife doesn't say nice things about me, but now it doesn't live in my memory. It actually lives <laughs> on, you know, digitally. So he like um, replays it while he's like working during the day. Yet. <laughs> not yet. We were only recorded yesterday, so I haven't had a chance. We needed to. I still feel good 24 hours later. <laughs> but I did speak to a Lori Fungi today and I said, hey, listen, we had an idea last night while we were recording and we want you to come on and then basically you do like, you know, group therapy on air with me and Chris and Kayla. <laughs> and and she said two words to me. I'm in. Oh, oh I, I thought you say. were going to say no way. So, hey. And, uh, I, see, awesome. I set that up. Yeah, she's in. Oh, see, I was actually going another direction of hell no. <laughs> it's the two words. <laughs> or but, you're but, crazy. But, but, I mean, those words all came to mind. Well, he he said two words. I was thinking, are you insane? It, <laughs> Is that something you want it's to like, hear from a, from a therapist? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it might be valid. But but all four things you guys said are actual things I've heard Fungi say. So. <laughs> but this so, time she said I'm in, so that's good. Sounds I think fun. once a season, like once a season, so like, you know, every six months, we should just have a Lori on and she does like, you know, basically just a check-in with us but but the listeners get get to listen and she goes like you know a 40 minute therapy session as long as it's not live so that we can edit it out when i cry ugly tears when i make have a break oh no (laughs) oh no we're live streaming that into the exclusive members only patron group i was gonna say that's gonna be a that's gonna be a patreon members only perk thing. or we you can watch perks. kayla yeah. ugly cry when Lori uh, helps her make another breakthrough no i don't yes. think so i'm sorry surely none of it our listeners like we want to put... pay to see that uh you must not know people very well kayla. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very mean anyhow I Chris, you probably want to talk about something relevant <laughs> kind of sort of yeah sure maybe maybe <laughs> Since, we're, since we've ruptured this episode up to this point, let's see if <laughs> we, we can repair, repair it, it from this point forward. I'd like to apologize to this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like we rupture a lot of episodes in the very first few minutes. I wonder how many listeners we actually lose because they're like, seriously, people, can you get to the point of the episode? No, I, th- I think I think it has the opposite effect. I think people go, oh, they're not just like all heady and, and knowledgey stuff. They're, they're flawed humans. I can hang in there with them. <laughs> At least I hope that's okay, what good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that thought in my head instead of the you're claim that one? crazy I'm leaving. Okay. Oh goodness. Okay, so what are we talking about? Well, we talked a lot about the rupture portions really uh, on the previous episode, so I thought we would focus a little more on the repair side, Ooh. especially uh, on the practical aspects of it. How, how mm-hmm. does that look for us as parents? And, and I wanted to start off with. Um, what are our reasons for apologizing to our kids? Ooh, ooh, me, 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 me. No, um, you, you, I, you, you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Chris. Uh, he needs like a buzzer. I, I, Give him a buzzer. Think, see. Oh, my gosh. You know, not to, to rabbit trail it here, but we haven't played Give Me an Example in a while. We, we haven't. do need to get that. That's, that, That's um, going to be in person, though. The three of us are on a table. <laughs> so okay. we can have a buzzer, an I mean, actual real right. life buzzer. Buzzers and just You know where my yeah. house is, Turner? That'd I be know. fabulous. Um, so uh 
So, so yeah, I, I've been long, long being a proponent of, of having two reasons to apologize, uh, because, um, because, well, let me just tell them the, the first reason is that you're wrong. You should That's apologize. That's what most people think is wrong. the only reason, right? Yes. But right. people also give themselves an out because they say, well, luckily I'm never <laughs> wrong. And so no apologizing happens. But the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is um, that we do need to apologize um, when we are wrong. But if, but if I'm never wrong is, is, a, is, a, is a stronghold you have, then there's a second reason. And that is that you should apologize because the relationship's important to you. Now, that doesn't mean be a doormat. That doesn't mean own other people's feelings, own their responses. That is in recognizing that, that we're struggling right now or we had some kind of break in relationship. And in order for there to be a break in relationship, it took both of us. Unless one person walked up to you and said, I hate you, I don't want anything to do with you, and walked off, you could say, well, in that moment, I didn't do anything. But yeah. typically mm -hmm. in terms of disagreements or, or things like that, because what, what here's a practical parenting example. Your kids aren't listening to you and you've asked them to stop doing this thing A and do thing B. But thing A is fun and thing B is just like brushing their teeth, which kids hate for some reason. And so, uh, and maybe just because it's boring. I don't understand that. Um, they just have to stand there for two <laughs> minutes and, they, and it's not entertaining to them. So they don't want to do it, right? Maybe that's as, it's as simple as that. So... Um, and so you yell at them. Now, the question is, should you apologize for yelling at the kids? I say yes. Most parents would say to me, no, they weren't listening, so I had to get their attention. Okay, so you're either in, uh, opposed to yelling at your children or you are not opposed to yelling at your children. But what we do is we, we engage in situ situational um, justification for ourselves, right? And it's, well, they weren't listening, so I can yell at them. Well, no, if you don't think you should yell at your children, then that's not valid. So you can still go, even if they weren't listening and you yelled at them, you can still go, I am sorry that I yelled at you. Will you please forgive me? I apologize for losing my cool and yelling. Will you please forgive me? We can say all of those things. But what we do is we say, no, they weren't listening. I was justified in yelling. Because like we talked about in a previous episode, apologizing takes humility. And humility is hard for people to start with, number one. And then number two, when you couple the fact that, that none of us are raised in a world where adults apologize to children, that one plus one is a rather, rather toxic two at the end yep. of that equation. Yeah. Well, because we can always convince ourselves that what we did wasn't, wasn't as bad as what the other person wasn't. did. Or we can... Wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't <laughs> I love it? I think you should use it exclusively. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll text and coming out there. That's right. We did spend the weekend like with my grand, my grandmother out in West Texas. So, you know, that could be what it is. If, no, she, I, if she if she says over yonder, Chris, you just go say good night, everybody. We'll stop recording. <laughs> or maybe don't stop recording. It could be funny. I mean, you never know. You do no, never know. It. it I've lost my train of thought. I don't remember what I was saying. Something along the lines of we can always find a reason why it wasn't our fault. <laughs> yeah, there you are. You're back. <laughs> now I remember. Because <laughs> um, in any situation, we can justify it. And we, we get really good at that as like people. We get good at justifying our actions and justifying why, you know, 
what we did was the right thing. In that moment, it was okay to um, tell the pizza place that my kid was only 10, because really they only eat like a 10-year-old, not a 12-year-old. Well, it was okay to lie to that person at the door because I didn't have time to talk to them. Or, And we get really good at justifying whatever our actions are. And so when we justify in all those places that we think don't make a difference, then when we yell at our kids for doing something that they shouldn't have been doing, we then justify our actions because we've gotten really good at doing it in all the little areas that we forget that, oh, this, this relationship actually is important to me. You know, the, the relationship with the person that came to my door wasn't important to me. Um, you know, those kinds of things. But when it's my kid and I'm like, this kid is important to me and I want them to understand that they matter and yelling at them, even though they did something that wasn't okay, I'm not going to apologize to them with the caveat of, well, if you had just, or, yeah. well, I only yelled at you because, well, then I've just negated my apology. If I say I'm sorry, but I've like negated everything that I just said. And so we can't justify, even in an apology, we can't justify, but we can, certainly, we can get stuck in that. Well, I don't have to apologize at all because, I mean, they did it, you know, yep. it's their fault. So I, we've been, I've been guilty of that plenty of times. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all have, right. And, 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 and I love what you said there. Um, anytime you use a phrase, um, that includes comma, but, um, and let's be specific. If you apologize and you say, I'm sorry that I yelled at you comma, but what you're really communicating is I have used my apology as a method to sucker you into listening to me so I can tell mm -hmm. you why it's really your fault, yep. right? Uh, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but if only you weren't running in the house, but if only yep. you didn't. And, and I think that what people don't realize when we do those sorts of things is we're doing, like if I had to make my top, one of my, my top five list of things that parents should absolutely not do, this would be on it. And that is to make your child responsible for your emotions and your actions. When you make a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, whatever, who, because of their history, has limited um, self-regulation abilities, has limited, um, um, not limited, but, but, but anyhow, they're, they're developmentally, they're, they're not tracking, right? And so it's not a 15-year-old in front of any case. And, 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 and anyhow, a neurotypical 15-year-old without a trauma history still has is on a cognitive development you know aspect right there's still a lot of brain growth that has to happen and so even they have limited ability to process these kinds of things but now you're going to tell a 15 year old hey um you're a 15 year old with a trauma history i'm an adult um who chose to do this but i'm gonna make you responsible for my feelings and on top of it i'm gonna make you responsible for my actions and, and what we end up with is just an army of people pleasers. And a lot of times parents don't mind if their children are people pleasers because they can't see three moves down the, down the road. Yep. They're happy to have people pleasers for children as children because the only person they're thinking about is, oh, yes, now my child will please me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Because okay. it makes compliant children at that point. Because it right. makes compliant children, yes, because that's what we want, compliant children. And so having a people pleaser for a child is actually quite, quite appealing to a parent. The problem with that, and, and what most parents don't realize until it's too late, is the people pleasing, it like it, transfers. Yep. And so all of a sudden, you've got a, you've got a, like, like we have four daughters. I think about this a lot, right? If you have a raising a, a daughter for, for us, if we raise one of our daughters to be compliance driven and a people pleaser, then let's say she's out one night and somebody decides to drive out to the lake and is inappropriate with her. But then the people pleasing part of her brain kicks in and goes, well, I have to go along with this because it will make them happy. Well, I don't want that. What I want is is firecrackers. What I want is people who will stand up and do what's what's right. And so, even though it's harder this way, we're not super interested in in in, in raising compliance-driven children. Children, we're we're interested in raising people who have healed, people who are emotionally healthy, people who know how to set appropriate boundaries, people who know how to respect other people's boundaries. Um, and I know what you're thinking, well, how is apologizing to my children do all of those things? It's a good start. Well, because it repairs relationships start. and it gets it gets your child, you and your child on the same page because your your children recognize that you make mistakes too. They know mom and dad don't think they're perfect. They already know we're not perfect. Like it, it, we don't have to apologize to them to let them know that we're not perfect. Like, it's not like when I say I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not like Hmm. when I say I'm sorry for doing that, that they go, oh, mom actually isn't perfect. But when I say I'm sorry for doing that, they go, oh, mom recognizes that she's not perfect and she's trying to get better. She's trying to. They already know you yelled. Yes. I mean, my kids know I make mistakes. They know I goof up. You know, people will say, oh, they'll say to my kids, they'll be like, you're so lucky. You know, your parents do all this, you know, work with other parents. And, and I just laugh because I'm sure, because, you know, kids always focus on the things that you don't do well. Well, yeah. we all, human nature is we focus on the things people don't do well, right? And yeah. so I always laugh because I'm like, uh-oh, what story are my kids going to tell on me about how I screwed up as a parent this other day? But they don't. They're just like... Yeah, they're doing they're they're doing a pretty good job or they're not too bad. You know, they kind of give that kind of silly answer because the reality is they know that I don't think I'm a perfect parent and I never have yeah. claimed to be a perfect parent. And by apologizing to my kids, I remind them that I know that I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not reminding them that I'm reminding them that I'm not perfect. I'm just reminding them that I do know that I'm not perfect and I goof up. Um so, and I think that's, I think that's important. An important. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a really important distinction because it lets them know, look, you know that I'm not perfect. Now I know that I'm not perfect. And I know that you know that I know that I'm not perfect. <laughs> so we're all on the same page over here. Yes, for real. But for <laughs> yeah, those Chris. of you not watching the video, Chris is trying to diagram. <laughs> I know that you know, know that I know that this. we know. We know that... <laughs> Who knows that I'm not, that you, you are. Might have to just, yeah. You All might just know, have to rewind and uh, play that no, over I can, again. No, I can simplify it. Kayla admitted to not being perfect. Her kids already knew. Done. Comp- yep. Simplified. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Hey, friends. This is Dallas, your Empowered Parent Podcast producer. I wanted to tell you about our Patreon page and how you can become a Patreon subscriber. 
if you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent, you can sign up to support our podcast starting at just $5 a month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Facebook group only for patrons. There's also other levels where you can get access to exclusive audio content and guest interviews, recorded classes, monthly Q&As to answer your questions, and also personal parent coaching where you can share some struggles you may be having and brainstorm ideas and get some resources to really help your family. We so appreciate you listening. And we would love your support for the podcast and to become a part of our Patreon family of listeners. To sign up, visit patreon.com slash empoweredparent. So when we finally get around to apologizing to our kids, what are the things we need to take into that apology with us? You, you mean I'm... like like a checklist? Sure, <laughs> like a checklist, right. Very good. <laughs> Number one, take humility in there with you, Chris. Oh, that's very deep. <laughs> oh, my gracious, you must become you like too. water. <laughs> well, he does I... speak the truth, yes. It, it does. It is quite humbling to have to go apologize to your child. So, Oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, it that's... Is. Uh, all right, certainly Kevin, wrong as much as I'm giving him grief about it, because I was thinking of more practical, physical things <laughs> that you might want to take with you. But yes, absolutely, humility should be at the top of the checklist. Oh, okay. You know, Kayla, maybe you can help the episode out here, because apparently uh, <laughs> I'm turning to Bruce Lee or something. You guys get all philosophical. Let me pull in a little practical. I think the first thing that you always have to remember when you're apologizing, and, and remember, as we apologize to our kids we're modeling for them what we want them to do eventually Mm -hmm. right um and so we have to take responsibility for what we did wrong and we have to be specific about it i think if we're not specific um if we just say hey i'm sorry about that you know are we good you know like that's just like vague like "Hmm, i think i should say something but i don't really want to own what i did and so I'm just gonna be like, hey, um, I'm, I'm sorry, are we good? We okay? Everything okay with us? You know, that doesn't really give us the right, you know, that, that doesn't lead us down the path that we want to go for healing. What we want to do is we want to be specific about what, what it is that we did that was wrong. So, you know, sometimes my kids will come to me and actually say, mom, I'm really sorry, will you forgive me? And I don't, let them get away with it anymore. So, um, because we've been doing this long enough and they are good at, at apologizing, they are good at owning their mistakes for the most part. Mm-hmm. So they'll come up and they'll be like, mom, I'm really sorry. We forgive me. And I'll be like, you're sorry for what? And they're like, for yelling at you? <laughs> you know, like, they're like, there were like four things I did wrong. I'm trying to remember which one I'm <laughs> which, sorry which for. Which one am I apologizing for right now? Yeah. <laughs> why don't yes. you tell me and then we'll both know <laughs> yeah exactly and so but the if we can own it if we can say i'm sorry for yelling at you i'm sorry for not listening to you when you asked me for something i'm sorry for um being rude to you when i you know when i was on the phone i'm sorry for and just name it like what is it that you did that you need to apologize for and if there's more than one thing then name them all. It's okay. I'm sorry for yelling at you and saying things that were unkind. I should not have done that. You know, own it. Be specific. I think that's important. So humility, yeah. being specific. Yeah. 
Well, and then obviously we want, you know, we did talk about it being rupture and repair, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so there's a couple of things that, that are really practical in it, right? So the um, one of the things we, we do at our house and we've taught our kids to do is to say, is we'll say, will you please forgive me? And so we seek their forgiveness, right? And so um, we'll, we'll do that. Um, but we've also told our children, taught our children on how to receive apologies because there's some practicality in that as well. Back to that people pleasing thing. When somebody apologizes to you, you do not have to say it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, because you don't have to condone their, their poor treatment of you. And so it's very unsettling because a, if our children go apologize to an adult, that's not part of our family. The adult will go, gets really, really freaked out and goes, no, no, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. And you can see our kids get frustrated because they know what the right thing to do is, but they're now being blocked from, from doing it. And, and they'll say, will you please forgive me? Oh no, it's fine, sweetie. And I'm like, no, no, we don't say that, that being treated poorly is fine. If somebody yells at you and they then, and then they realize that they were wrong and they say, Hey, I am sorry that I yelled at you. Oh, that's okay. Is not an appropriate response because what you have said is that yelling at me is okay. And wow. again, we want our children to learn that treating people poorly is not okay. And being treated poorly is not okay as well. Right. Especially since they come with those compromised belief systems into our families. And so we want to do that. So we ask for forgiveness, but we also tell our children, like we do need to, we do need to, to work through this, but if you're at a place now where you cannot grant that forgiveness to somebody, then it's okay to say to them, well, I can't do that. Right. Like, like I need a minute mm. and then you, you could process, but you do have to go back and close that because this is about making rest and uh, reconciling. And so we talked about the, the repair part. We don't often talk about, you know, we talk about, I'm sorry. And will you please forgive me? But there's another component to that is that is the repair part. And, and I think like I've done this before, like, like my kids had some wired headphones, two identical pairs, one of them, one of the speakers, like when I, like it wasn't playing in the left, left, uh, headphone. And so, um, but they would always store them together in the schoolroom. And so they would like, oh, my headphones don't work. My headphones don't work. And then we have to find the headphones. So I decided one night to just cut just cut the wires off of the other headphone and then the kids could still use them as sort of a little bit of a noise canceling device, but yeah. they couldn't actually get audio in them. Well, except that I didn't check. I just picked up what I thought was the correct headphone and I cut the little, the wires where they joined the actual headphone. <laughs> and Dad, threw, you and, ruined and my threw, headphones. <laughs> and then the next morning, the kids are like, the headphones don't work. I'm like, why do the headphones don't work? They're only playing in the left side. And I was like, okay. <laughs> the way I was raised, if that had happened, it would have been, look, kids are kids and you just have to live with it. That's the reality. Yeah. But what we've chosen to do now is I, I went to my daughter and I said, honey, I am sorry that I broke your headphones. Will you please forgive me? She said, of course, daddy. I said, okay. I also now have to make that right. So we can either go to the store and you can pick out some headphones or we can kind of go on Amazon and you can pick out some headphones to replace them. Right. Um, and that's biblical, right? I mean, if you look at old Levitical law, it's like, if you know, if you, if you could take your, your neighbor's ox then you have to give him an ox back or whatever the ratio was, I forget there were different mm -hmm. ratios for those kinds of things, but we, but we have to, if we, if we harm them 
uh, and we actually break something of theirs, then we should give it back to them and basically restore things to how they were. Right. And and if and if we're struggling for parents to understand, you have to say, I am sorry to a child and then seek that child's forgiveness. And then you put an extra scoop of ice cream onto that Sunday and say, no, now you have to make things right. I mean, it, that, that, that's... That's big medicine. I'm I'm not going to pretend like that's the easiest thing to do. I'm not going to pretend like we've always been great at it. But what I will say is that we've always tried hard, and that um and that it has become easier once we got into the habit of saying of doing this. Now I will say this too: it is harder um, when you're pretty sure that 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 you didn't do much wrong. And mm-hmm. that and that the child was, uh, and we talked about this already, the yelling thing. To me, that's the hardest when, when I haven't completely come to terms with the fact that, that I was a contributing factor to whatever went wrong. Mm. Well, and sometimes that repair doesn't, you know, it's not always, there's not always a physical thing you can repair. So it's not like you broke something or whatever, but a lot of times that repair can look like, um, just redoing the interaction in a way that's kind, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about redos before, right? So if I yell at my kids and say, go to your room and get what you're supposed to have and get your butt in the car right now. You know, if I yell at them like that and I'm not speaking kindly to them, I can say, uh, you know what? That wasn't okay. I, I, the way I spoke to you was not okay. I'm so sorry for speaking to you that way. Will you please forgive me? And they'll say, of course, mommy, I'll forgive you. And then I'll say, can we try that again? I'm going to ask you this time in a nice way to go get what you need. And I'm not going to speak to you that way. And I can just repair it that way as well. So I can just do a redo of the entire interaction. So Mm. if I yell at them or if I say something that I shouldn't have, I, I can redo that interaction so that we leave the interaction feeling connected, feeling like it, like Usually when I do something like that, my kids are like, you know, give me a hug. And they're like, thanks, mommy, because they actually really appreciate that we did it the right way. Yeah. Because they're never going to say anything if I yell at them. They're going to go, oh, mommy's mad. She's frustrated. I'm going to go quick. And they'll run to their room and they'll get what they're supposed to get. And they'll go get in the car and then they'll be sad. And they'll feel that like shame of I disappointed mom. And and if I don't say anything, if I don't make it right, then they're left with that shame and that feeling of like, I just disappointed mom. Right. You know? But if I say to them, that wasn't okay the way I did that. Can we try it again? And then I ask them correctly, they do it. And then I say, oh, thank you for getting your stuff and getting in the car like I asked you to. Then they leave with the, I did what mom wanted me to do. Mom's happy, you know, mom's pleased with me. Um, And it's a totally different feeling that the kids are left with. Even though we had to redo it and the first time I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't do what I was supposed to. The second time, that's what I left them at, you know? And I think it's super important because again, we're, we're modeling what that looks like and they do the same thing. We see it with our kids now that they will do this with each other. It used to be, you know, we had one kid who would literally like punch his sister and they'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) While she's like sobbing. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I'm sorry, please forgive me. You know, he wasn't sorry. Mm -hmm. He wasn't asking for forgiveness. He was saying, 
oh crap, I'm going to get in trouble. I better say I'm sorry so I don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And then he would get mad that she wasn't forgiving him. Mm. for doing immediately. you know when I, I, well, immediately she still cried. <laughs> yeah she's still crying and so what how we kind of redirected that was we we because we for a while we tried to like force our kids into saying sorry and what we realized was we were just getting the i'm sorry like we were trying to like mm. formulaically have them say i'm sorry you know and what's hap what's been better is just helping them repair relationship and then the apology has come so now, you know, it went from that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me, please forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to try and get out of trouble, to, oh, no, I, you know, let me get you an ice pack to repair because I hurt you, even though I was mad and I punched you, I, I'm still going to go get an ice pack. And then now, you know, we saw even tonight, we had one who comes running to us and she'd gotten her, her hands, you know, shut in the bedroom door and they were just goofing around and playing. And what I saw was a, like a genuine apology that happened. Yep. And, you know, there was a, do you want me to get you an ice pack? And she said, no, it's okay. I don't need an ice pack. And it was just genuineness that wasn't there when we first started, but it has come over time. And it's not because we like drilled it into them. This is how we yeah. do it. It was because they saw it modeled and modeled and modeled mm -hmm. until we finally started getting those genuine apologies. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap things up then. Cause that's right. where we all like end it. up, right? Genuine apologies. <laughs> That's right. Repaired relationships, right? Always. So if you've got any questions for us, and I imagine some of you might after listening to all this, feel free to send those over to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. If you can squeeze your question down to 280 characters, you can always send it to us on Twitter at onebighappyhome. We also have a Facebook group for our podcast listeners. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. You'll find a rather large welcoming community there of like-minded individuals who would be happy to talk things through with you. We also have a podcast group that's a little more exclusive just for our Patreon subscribers who we will be doing another short green room uh, bit for on this episode in just a few moments. And if you want more information on that and how you can help support the podcast financially, head on over to patreon.com slash empowered parent and you can find out that information there if you're not subscribing to the podcast you know friend has said hey you should listen to this episode but and you've liked what you've heard and you want to subscribe you can find us in any of the usual podcast locations we're on apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify just search for the empowered parent podcast if you've enjoyed and gotten value from the show we would love a review in any of those locations the Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thank you for listening. <laughs>